What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in Philly Sports History for January 8th, 2023. We've got a lot to get to today, so I'm just going to jump right in. Big news out of Philly's camp yesterday. They made a trade. They traded Nick Maton, Matt Verlein, and Donnie Sands for Gregory Soto and Cody Clemens. Uh, the big name in this trade is Gregory Soto, the all-star closer for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, basically one of the few bright spots on the Tigers last year. And this is a huge, huge trade for the Phillies because now I feel as though with their starters already having going like four deep now, they have the back end of the bullpen. Like they have some talent in there. So you have, and I don't even know how it's going to play out, but in my head just thinking you have Soto as your closer you have Kimbrell, who could be your either setup guy or your seventh inning guy. And then you have Dominguez and Alvarado, depending on what the lineup is, to be the eighth inning guys. Or you put them in the seventh inning, Kimbrell, your setup guy. It's just so many like options now. And what obviously it's paper, and we need to, to do it and see it on the field. But what was a weakness or a perceived weakness of this team all of a sudden now? Boom, they got better. They they added a starter. And with the emergence of Ranger Suarez, that is huge for that rotation. They have some young guys in the minors who could fill in in the fifth spot. And I was actually very surprised to see that there were a lot of people upset about losing Maton and Veerling. And I think, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we have so much to get into today, but I feel as though that is one of those things that we do as Philly fans. We overvalue our players, um, whether they're superstars or role players. Maybe not so much the superstars, because I feel like superstars we tend to undervalue. But like the the role players and things like that, we tend to overvalue. Um, and it, like there was a, a, a small portion, I, I will say, but they were upset that we lost Maton and Veerling. And Cody Clemens, who is Roger Clemens' son, kind of fits the bill of one of those players you have probably a shitload of those guys down in the minors to bring up so i didn't understand that uh but overall it's ecstatic about this trade because of the options now that rob thompson has in that bullpen specifically seventh eighth and ninth which always tended to worry and even in the postseason last year that's where they ran into problems sometimes when the starters gotten a little bit knocked up and you got nervous. So I like it. <clears throat> We're going to go with it. Good move by the Phillies. Again, it's on paper. I need to see it on the field. But, I mean, they're I, listen, I don't want to rush the Eagles season, but I'm very, very excited for pitchers and catchers to report in February. All right, I'm going to save the Eagles for the second half in the end, but – this day in Philly sports history, we're going to go back to the Flyers well. January 8th, 1985, the Flyers beat the Canucks 5-3. to Pelly Lindbergh had 30 saves, but this was known, it was the curious coming out party, I guess, or the curious case of Todd Bergen. And Todd Bergen scored two goals in his first games with the Flyers, and Maybe you never heard of Todd Bergen. I know I I didn't, but this was an interesting dude with an interesting story. Uh, he never played hockey until he was 16, and he tried out for the Prince Albert Raiders up in Canada, which is a junior hockey team, 
and I don't know much about how the junior hockey world works, but apparently this is like a, it's a huge deal that this dude never played organized hockey and then made an amateur team or the WHA or WHL, whatever league, like pretty, pretty impressive. Um, a couple years later, he was drafted by the Flyers in 1982 and he was drafted by the Flyers before he even played for, <clears throat> excuse me, a game for the Raiders. So I don't know if this dude was like, um, I almost kind of liken him to like a, a pickup basketball legend who never played organized ball, but everybody just knew about. And I mean, they make movies about this all the time for basketball. I would love to see this as a, a movie because as we get into this story, then so he's drafted by the Flyers. Um, the next year, he played for the uh, the Raiders. He scored 81 points in 70 games. The following year, 96 points, including 57 goals in just 43 games. The dude was just a phenomenon. So then he played for Hershey, the Hershey Bears, which were the Flyers' AHL kind of minor league affiliate. He was called up in January uh, and played for them. His first game was January 8th. He scored the two, two goals. The next game he was injured. He did something to his abdomen pretty bad. Came back early even though he was still hurt, played well, helped lead them to the Stanley Cup Finals that year. We've talked a lot on this when we were talking about Pelly Lindbergh, that, that they were just a good team. And he was just a guy that kind of came in, a call up, and scored some goals despite being injured. Um, the problem was he was constantly fighting with Coach Mike Keenan. Um, so the following year, he refused to come to training camp because he hated Keenan that much. And... He was suspended and took up golf, and he was a negative one handicap, which I didn't even know you could have a negative handicap in golf. So that's blew my mind. And so Bobby Clark made a good uh, – like he was trying to force a trade because he didn't want to play with Keenan or either – basically he was like, it's Keenan or me. And Bobby Clark was like, who am I going to trade him for, Lee Trevino? Like, because he became a professional golfer and was like a negative one handicap. And I thought handicaps went to zero. Like, I thought that was called scratch golf. And this guy apparently, and I should probably look that up before I start saying stuff like that. He's a better than a scratch golfer. Eventually, eventually he was traded to Minnesota. <clears throat> the injury was worse than he thought. He played a year in the AHL, but then never really... Um, took off, just retired, and started a tackle business up in Canada. And it's funny because I'm reading the or listening to the Bo Jackson new biography, um, The Last Folk Hero, and it kind of like on a very small-scale hockey level, kind of reminded me of Bo Jackson. The dude came in, took everybody by storm, got hurt, and then walked off into the sunset. But this day in 1985, the Flyers beat the Canucks 5-3, to Todd Burgeon scored two goals in his first game and had a very interesting rest of his NHL career after that. I definitely would like to look more into this guy because I do think this could be a good good premise for a movie. But So that's what happened on this day in Philly sports history. Eagles injury update. Obviously, the other big news other than Gregory Soto coming in for the Phillies, Jalen Hurts is playing today, hopefully only for a half. And... I mean, I think they just want to come in, get a decent lead, and kind of just coast through the game and let everybody rest. But some good injury news as well. Uh, Robert Quinn is was taken off the injured list as well as C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So I don't know if either are going to play and, and if they do, how much. But Robert Quinn 
with Josh Sweat being out is a good that's a good move to have coming back. Uh, you might remember we we uh, midseason traded with uh, the Bears for him, and then he got hurt. So this is actually a good move, I think, for the Eagles to have some depth, not knowing what Josh Sweat is going to do. Um, but everything's lining up for them. Uh, it, the, pretty much the, the Giants are playing their backups. So we should get the pick going here. Um, the spread right now is 15 and a half. And I, I totally feel like that's just a lot of points to to give in a game where you don't know how much your own starters are going to play. Uh, I am going to tease this. I'm going to tease the Eagles down six points as well. I'm going to tease the over, uh, the under up and take the Eagles and the under on this. Uh, but if I had to pick straight up, which I, I'm not going to do, I know this is the first time all year that I'm not doing it. We're six and nine on our Eagles bets. Um, I'm sorry. We're six and 10 on our Eagles bets. Uh, I'm not going to bet this straight. If I was going to bet it straight, you take the Giants with the points because 15.5 is a lot without knowing what's going to happen. Um, I mean, Gardner Minshew could come in in the second half and they could cover this easily. I think the play on the Eagles game, though, and this is what I'm going to do, tease the the total down, tease the, uh, the under up, and, and just do the six-game teaser and go from there. But I do think the Eagles win the game straight up. Uh, let's just hope they get through it with minimal energy energies, minimal injuries, and <clears throat> they kind of get some energy is what I was going to say, so they can build that momentum for the playoffs and, and get going. But big day, big show today. Thank you. We we covered a lot, but this day the Flyers beat the Canucks five three in the the Todd Bergen game. Um, good injury notes, but go have yourselves a Sunday. Go Birds, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.